Hello, everyone. You're listening to the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. This is Ashley Bienyesh, and today I'm here with... Ian Powell. All right. Uh, how are you doing? I'm great, thank you. How are you? Good. Um, so tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, my name is Ian. I play bass in a band called Speed Demon. Uh, we're a local thrash metal band. I also play bass in a project called the Jarrett Lobley Project, mm-hmm. which is completely different being a pop rock kind of aspect. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, completely different. Sides yeah, of the I think it's good to to split your mind that way and kind of divert yourself into whatever musical experience you can get yourself involved into. Mm-hmm. I think pigeonholing yourself in any genre or even labeling yourself by genre in any standard is kind of a pigeonhole. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fair. Interesting. Um, so, are you only musician, or is that kind of like a, one of the many jobs that well, you do? Well, I wash dishes on the side. Yeah, I would hardly call that a career. Yeah, uh, music's what I moved to the city to do. And mm-hmm. It's pretty much the only thing that has ever really made sense to me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to tell me a little bit about your like growing up with music? Like, what made you decide to follow music? Well, my dad, growing up, we used to do these these long, just god-awful car trips from... Uh, I lived in a small town, Leaf Rapids, northern Manitoba. So if you had to go anywhere, say groceries or any major expenses, you had to drive a three-hour trip to Thompson on gravel roads. Mm-hmm. So me and my dad would make that trip easily three or four times a month for, you know, family necessities, you name it. And uh, he'd play uh, Steppenwolf's first album and uh, bands like Doug and the Slugs and mm-hmm. Frank Zappa. And even at like the age of three and four, I just knew that like there was so much more going on in these silly, almost uh, comedic rock songs than there really were mm-hmm. to anything else going on up north. Yeah. So I, I kind of knew from that age that being a part of the arts was something I just had to do. Okay. So, and when did you learn how to play an instrument? Uh, I took piano when I was five and I tried to stick with that, but I think any five-year-old or any kid trying to learn an instrument like piano can be a really daunting task. Mm-hmm. So at around the age of eight, uh, I remember watching the Red Hot Chili Peppers, uh, their live at Slane Castle. Okay. Out of the three channels we got, being TSN, Game Show Network, and Much Music. Okay. Uh, I remember seeing their live at Slane Castle played on Much and just thinking like, my God, like this is the most groundbreaking thing ever. And hearing Flea play the bass was just a no-brainer. That's mm-hmm. what I had to do. Okay. So from eight, I kind of bought it and played around with it and it sat in my room for about two years and by about 10 years old I was playing six or eight hours a day oh wow yeah Yeah, it's something that you just kind of have to dive into or else you'll never Mm -hmm. really accomplish what you're going after which is recreating sounds in your head Mm -hmm. all right so you're self-taught completely uh not necessarily uh I started off self-taught and then around 14 I found a really great uh, musical instructor in Winkler Manitoba by the name of Rod Wolf uh, he's just a, an incredible guitar virtuoso mm-hmm. who did years and years at LA Music School, or I guess it's LA, LAMA, I guess uh, Los Angeles Music Academy. Okay. But in the 80s, it was still a credible school. Now I think it's whoever's got the most money can get in. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Oh, man. It's funny how that works. Huh? Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Great. So uh, do you do any of the kind of like songwriting for either of them? Well, it's with the Jarrett Lobley project, it's a totally different thing in the sense that uh, Jarrett writes all of the songs yeah. and collaborates with um, a longtime friend. I think they've been friends since they were little kids. Okay. Uh, Mike Nash, who's with Maple Music in Montreal, who's mm-hmm. doing incredible things, really, really great songwriter, producer. So in that sense, uh, they write the songs together, they work, complete it together, and then they hand it to us being the band, me, uh, Joel Clausen, and Kyle Fox. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, 
we do our best to kind of bring that album to life and make it relatable in a live setting. Okay. So in that sense, we're hands-on in the creative process, but to the extent of the actual songwriting, that is definitely Jarrett and Nash's okay. uh, ballpark. Mm -hmm. With Speed Demon, uh, my, my front man, Zaya, has been a, a drummer here in the city for a very long time for mm -hmm. a lot of different bands. Okay. Uh, he also plays drums in a band called The Sickos from Transcona, really cool punk band. Mm -hmm. uh, but from playing drums all this time, you like every musician, you dabble in other instruments, and he yep. became a pretty talented guitar player. Okay. So this is a combination of songs that he's been writing since he was, you know, a teenage kid up until now. He, I think he's 28 or 27 or so. So this is kind of like his way of being able to express himself musically. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as my involvement with it, I just write the bass parts and yeah. everybody in the band kind of adds their own flourishes and mm -hmm. we definitely make it our own with the parts that are given to us. Yeah. Uh, but I would still say um, okay. front man for both projects. Okay. Write the songs. Write the songs. That's fair. Um, so what's it like to write a bass part? Like I honestly have no idea how that works. Like what, what goes through your head when you hear something? Well, being a piano player, it's much like writing a, a left hand part. You're really trying to accent uh, root notes and chord tones okay. just to, to play it safe. Uh, the, the true beauty in metal is that you're really given just the loosest confides to mm -hmm. write or be ex expressive in. So once you kind of free your mind of, you know, uh, locking yourself into musical theory and making sure things line up, you know, there's, there's a certain beauty and discord that mm -hmm. I think uh, only metal music can really express. Okay. Almost to a point where it's the only way to write it, you know, it's got these really dark textures. So as a bass player, I'm always trying to create as much push and pull with uh, just different frictions and notes that I can create. Like, obviously, I'm staying inside of, of things that are enjoyable and a listener can, can relate to. But if I can make them, you know, for a couple seconds, go like, oh, wh what was that note? Or, yeah. you know, wh what's really going on there? Mm -hmm. uh, it's kind of nice to be in the shadows that way as a bass player. Mm -hmm. To surprise people. Absolutely. You know, uh, I've always said that the bass is an instrument that relates harmony and rhythm. So you've got to be locked in with that drummer, but at the same time, you're the one who's kind of speaking and creating that overall tension between all the other things that are going on mm -hmm. without okay. really being noticed about it. You know, yeah. it's kind of beautiful. People take you for granted. Exactly. Yeah, but, but without you, they feel like it would fall apart. Yeah, but yeah. on the same time, you know, you're also a little bit less audible. So yeah. So you, know, you get some leeway there. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so um, why? how did you join these two separate, completely different bands? Like, what? how did you... How did you guys meet or find each other? Well, the beauty of the internet, uh, hilariously, <laughs> I met the Speed Demon guys through Kijiji. I was uh, living in Morden, and when I was 18, I was just working full-time. I graduated mm -hmm. high school. I was playing in cover bands, but not really yeah. musically fulfilled, you know? Mm -hmm. like you can only play the same two bars about 100 times before you're ready to pretty much just pack it in. You're done, you know? I thought I was never going to get a chance to play music on stage as, like, a regular thing yeah. that I did. And I, I just thought that was ridiculous. Like, at 18, you're already kind of given up on things that you've always wanted to do. Yeah. So I uprooted, and I think I had maybe, like, 800 bucks in my bank account and just jumped ship to the city. I moved in with a friend of mine with her kids and maybe, by like, a four-by-four four room, essentially a closet. And I lived there for about a year trying to save up money. Mm -hmm. For that first month, I immediately hit the the phone and was contacting everybody looking for bass players. And I auditioned for three bands the same week. And uh, the first two bands totally right up my alley musically, and I definitely thought I'd fit in. They did too. And then I did this edition for Speed Demon, and 
they kind of looked at me and like it went okay and they just went well it wasn't great but you know let's see if you can do better the next time mm-hmm. and it, it just got to me you know like you know this is supposed to be an easier style of music or blah whatever hang-ups I had about going into it I was so upset that it challenged me yeah that I, I just kept going and kept going and there's something about any type of challenge you mm-hmm. know when, whenever you you get comfortable I think that's when you let your guard down yeah and you're not really pushing yourself so okay. joining this band was a, a really great way to continue to push myself musically mm-hmm. especially in a genre that's so free and yeah just a, a ton of fun to do you know that's funny just like the one that doesn't think well, that exactly like I was listening to a lot of Frank Zappa and the Mars Volta like really progressive um, psychedelic music and I thought that's kind of where I was gonna make my little bed and call home Mm-hmm. I never thought in a hundred years I'd be playing in a thrash metal band, but yeah. it's it's a pretty great feeling. That's awesome, cool. And then how'd you meet um, Jarrett Lobley? Jarrett Lobley is kind of a funny story. Uh, my best friend growing up, Joel Clausen, who I think is easily the best guitar player I've ever had the privilege of playing with. Uh, he had been in Jarrett's first installment of this band for his first album, and Jarrett wanted a, a brand new lineup of younger guys and just a fresher aspect. He really wanted a camaraderie vibe. Uh, so just from me and Joel playing together for so long, he had messaged me and said, you know, you should really be a part of this project. I think this music's great. Uh, it's a ton of fun and it, you, you could only benefit from being in it. Yep. And at first I went, well, I'm pretty busy. I don't know if I can take on two bands kind of deal. Yeah. And I guess through incessive nagging and finally making, like putting on the album, I went, okay, this is something I, I just have to do, you mm-hmm. know? Cool. Uh, but yeah, Jarrett's a super easy guy to get to know. And like once we sat down and started playing, like it just felt like the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Cool. Uh, so uh, back to s- songwriting. Do you do you write your own music at all? Uh, yeah, I do. I've been uh, writing music on my own since I was 14. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I downloaded that free audio software. I think it's Audacity is what it's called. Yeah. Or if you, uh, you can't read, it's Audacity. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> which was me at 14. Uh, but that was a really great way for me to, uh, you know, just put down any ideas that I had circling around in my head. And uh, I always refer to music as a language. Mm-hmm. And, you know, your overall goal is to be understood. Yeah. And I think for me, especially being a, a troubled kid, if you will, not going to school at those ages, uh, it was a really great outlet for me to kind of put some of those weird thoughts into I guess like putting putting your thoughts into sound is a better way of expressing yourself than just being angry and bitter all the time. Yeah. So that's something that's kind of stuck with me. And uh, right now I'm currently working on writing enough music that I can eventually put out my own kind of thing. Oh. I've got a couple things on SoundCloud, but they're all pretty rough and very mm-hmm. demo staged. But if anybody wants to check that out, I'm on SoundCloud as not Ian Powell. Okay. But uh, that's nothing like uh, the other two projects. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay, cool. Um, so have you brought this this music that you've been writing to the projects you're working with right now? Uh, I usually keep them tucked away and secluded. I'm a little surprised I even gave the SoundCloud link out. I just mm-hmm. uh, I throw things out there because I just have too many ideas yeah. rattling around to not just put out and finalize. Yeah, just like, get it done so you can move on. Exactly. Yeah. Or else I'll be sitting at home fighting with the same you know, four chords, trying to make them better. Yeah. You know, and essentially, you never really will. You'll never get satisfaction unless you just finish them, put them out, and they're done. Yes. Let people have their criticisms, and that's the end of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're going to, um, 
release you're planning to release your own yeah i'd like to I, i'd say in the last three years especially i've come a long way in my guitar playing and drumming and mm -hmm. uh, from being in the city i've met all kinds of really interesting really cool uh musicians i'm actually humbly surprised at how like the caliber of musicians here in winnipeg mm -hmm. like, you know, no kidding right like i lived in ottawa for eight or nine months and the music i saw out there like couldn't hold a candle really like the the bar bands and the lesser acts here in winnipeg interesting okay and i i guess that must come from being secluded and locked in your house for four months of the year right mm -hmm. no <laughs> kidding yeah <laughs> that's awesome um great so you recently released an ep with um with uh speed demon yeah talk about um, a little bit about that yeah it's a uh, it's our first collection of songs uh it's only a four song ep uh we did it all ourselves in the sense that we didn't have any money for a studio, we didn't, you know, go out and rent expensive mics. We, you know, used like pretty much the the best drum mics we could get our hands on from friends of ours, and recorded yeah. the whole thing in uh, our jam space, which is Kyle's basement. Yeah, He's our drummer. And, Whatever uh, works. You know, it, it got the job done, and uh, our guitar player Dustin, uh, he did all the mixing, mastering, recording. Really took it upon himself to make it happen. Mm -hmm. uh, probably not the the greatest sounding ep in the world but i'm especially proud of what we were able to do and mm -hmm. i think it's nice to have a physical copy for people to buy and take home at shows like it, mm -hmm. yeah you know people always say that you only get one chance to make a first impression but i i, I think that's a I, th I think that's a joke you know like if people looked at the rolling stones from the early 60s they're a completely different band by the mid 80s you know and yeah. i think a lot of people really took home you know, uh, some of those early 80s albums is exactly how the Stones sound. But if you don't go back and listen to that stuff, you don't really know. You know, I think first impressions come around, but you shouldn't be scared of falling down or not presenting yourself in the best way as opposed to just going out there and doing it. Mm -hmm. that's, that's very wise. Yeah, I agree with that. That's um, What was I going to say about that? I think that's the first time I've ever been called wise. Oh, really? <laughs> no. <laughs> No, but that's true. I think that's because I, I I've been I've been doing a f quite a few interviews now, and everyone's always everyone always uses that quote. You only have one chance to make a first impression, so they want to make it great. Um, but I think that puts a lot of pressure on you because you're thinking like I has to be great. Like, I have to have a good impression. I have to show people what I've got, and that even I've I've taken that so much to heart that I don't like sharing my music. Like I only have one song on SoundCloud that I've written because I'm so scared of not having a first good impression on people yeah and absolutely and i think those pressures are very real and mm -hmm. i think that it, like it absolutely can be a daunting thing but like you play piano yourself and when you're practicing and you're on like a, a complicated piece or something like the times you're learning are not the times that it's easy for you it's those times that you're struggling and making mistakes and throwing your music at the wall going what am i doing here? yeah like, <laughs> why do i even play this instrument you know yeah exactly and i i like that when artists release some of that stuff you know like uh, mm -hmm. I, i've been a huge red hot chili peppers fan since i was like eight years old as i said earlier and you know now that i'm an adult like i find i'm just looking for like the roughest mixtapes of theirs because mm -hmm. i love seeing those humble beginnings yeah. i love it when musicians make mistakes I love seeing it on stage. To me, it gives it that real, that real vibe. You know, mm -hmm, like you don't. Yeah. When I see a band and they're they're perfect to the T, I'm I'm almost bored. You know, like mm -hmm. if I wanted to hear the album, I just sit at home and play it on my stereo. Yeah, I don't have to deal with drunk people. I'd much rather see a band go out there, butcher a song, but have the time of their lives doing it. Yeah, well, that's cool. I like that. That's very true. I know. I've, I I like when you can 
I guess I don't know what, what good way to say it, but like you can hear, you can hear the room that they're singing in rather than just hearing a voice. In yeah, the, absolutely. Mm. Well, I've noticed especially in new music today, it's just everything is so perfect. Just, yeah, or or compressed even. You know, you can you can literally hear like the air around the microphone be sucked in after each word or yeah. each snare hit. And mm-hmm. Like that's just never the way music was intended to be heard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was at a friend's house the other day, and I've never been like a big blues guy or ZZ Top, but. Uh, they put on Trey Ombres, which I think is ZZ Top's third album, but it was the original vinyl pressing. Mm-hmm. And I'd heard this album maybe three or four times, and it sounded completely different. Oh, yeah. And it's because they didn't remaster it to be compressed and tight and, you know, mastered for iTunes. There was, like, a, a quality in the drum sound. when, Like, when you hear that snare, like, it almost echoes through the rest of the track. Like mm-hmm. it's, you can't replace things like that. And I, yeah. I, I feel like that's the thing that's being taken away from a lot of new music mm-hmm. Interesting. if that makes any sense no, if yeah, i'm just I, rambling or not <laughs> i think that makes sense <laughs> i think so as a crotchety old man here. yeah <laughs> <laughs> you just you can feel the wrinkles forming yeah. <laughs> um so before this show started we were listening to no fear yes. was it the single from this ep yeah you know as far as any uh small unsigned band from Winnipeg goes we call it a single mainly because when we play that song live there's just a different kind of energy I think it's the one song that really I shouldn't say captures all the elements of what we do but there's just such a a fun energy to that song it's Mm -hmm. just really upbeat and uh, we do these harmonized guitar parts that you know they just scream mid-80s metal and like when you play them live you know you just see the look on people's faces because it takes takes people back or just there's something exciting about that kind of that sound or that the energy that comes from two guitar parts playing essentially the same thing. I mm-hmm. don't know. I, I I I like that song so much because it's got just that eth- anthemic fun vibe, you know. Mhm. Okay. And and what's what is the song about? Um I didn't write the lyrics, but from what I get from it and some of the things that we've said on stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, what's your interpretation? <laughs> yeah, of course, uh, any song lyric is open to interpretation. We don't want to pigeonhole anybody's thoughts as yeah. far as, uh, as any of that goes. But from what I take about it, it's about just packing up, leaving your hometown, and just not looking back. Like, literally, no fear. Like, you can't be afraid of the things that you're going to go out and do. You just kind of have to buckle up, say, forget about it, and just do it. Do you know that song relates to you? <laughs> Based on the I, backstory I, you told me? I guess with the backstory, it kind of really yeah. sits at home, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I guess that's a fair statement. Mm, interesting. <laughs> that's cool. Uh, so what are some of the stresses of balancing two different um, commitments? Uh, hilariously, I, I'm actually balancing three right now. Oh. Uh, there, I play in a, a, a silly cover band in Morden where we just do uh, socials and stuff, but it, it's a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's damn near impossible to uh, to balance everything perfectly. Yeah. But uh, I play with really nice guys who typically have a lot of other stuff going on, too. So it's intensive scheduling. Like, everybody's got to be on top of things. Like, we have uh, the WhatsApp so everybody can stay in contact with each other. The what? Uh, It's this hilarious app. It's just essentially um, a group chat app. And I know how everybody loves being involved in group chats. Okay. Is it kind of like Messenger on, like, Yeah, it's the same deal, but it's you can set up groups and isolate certain ones so i've got one band two band three band and okay just a little bit easier that way Mm -hmm. um as far as working a job and playing in three bands it that that's impossible like Mm -hmm. there's just no way like i wash dishes and it just barely gets me by each month but if i was doing things for the money 
I wouldn't be playing music. You yeah, know? <laughs> exactly. I don't, everyone says that. Nobody ever uh, refers to the well-fed artist, right? Yeah, no, yeah, and yeah. No, I agree with that. How do you deal with that stress, though? Like, I just, I just, I'm going crazy just being by myself, writing my own music, trying to balance, like, work and school. How do you, like, what, what helps you get through that? I think, uh... I think the answer almost lies in the question. Like, I would drive myself crazy if I wasn't playing this much music. You mm-hmm. know, like, the the times of my life where I'm, like, just livid or so angry are those times, you know, I'm, I'm working some dead-end job or yeah. I'm, I'm doing something that isn't necessarily productive or I'm not getting ideas out. Like, if I wasn't... And I, I guess I also kind of want to do it all at once, too. Like, I've never truly satisfied with one thing. Um, I just got to do it. You know, that that fear of not doing it would be the thing that drives me insane if I mm-hmm. wasn't throwing myself yeah. in as many things as possible. Mm-hmm. And how do you practice all of this this repertoire? Uh, primarily, I'm playing bass in uh, these bands, so that that relieves a lot for me. Uh, Why? Memoring, memorizing songs and stuff has never been a, a huge deal for me. Like, if especially with Jarrett Lobley and uh, uh, the, the Crayon Professors, as my cover band oh, is okay. called. Uh, like essentially they're the the same set every night so it's it's nice to kind of it's just repetition yeah you know you just you do it so many times it becomes second nature Mm -hmm. it's it's amazing what muscle memory will kind of do yeah uh speed demon's the one that i gotta stay on top of because if i miss a couple days of practicing that i just i don't have the chops it's just Mm -hmm. it's too quick yeah and I, I think bass being the instrument that it is uh people always joke that it's easier because oh it's only got four strings right how Mm -hmm. hard could it be but it's a much more physical instrument as far as playing. Like okay. I could play guitar for six hours a day and my hands feel fine. But if I played bass for six hours a day, I'd be uh, icing my, my forearms for sure. <laughs> oh, yikes. That's crazy. Interesting. I, I've always wanted to learn bass just because I think it's such a cool instrument. Um, but I, I just... Oh, it's never too late to, to pick yeah, it up. Yeah, I know. I just started learning guitar, though. Oh, and really? Yeah. How far along are you with that? It's been about a month. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So you're, you're brand new. So I can, uh, yeah, I can play the C major chord. Hey, okay, you're starting <laughs> with the G7. Chords. <laughs> That's uh, it. When I started playing guitar, I was uh, subjected to the Ramones chords, or at least that's what I call them, where you only use two of your fingers to make bar chords, not the, the full extent of your hand. Oh, really? I'm and, not. And that lasted me for about a year, and mm-hmm. I, I got away with playing, you know, Fear, Ramones, yeah. and Sex Pistol songs in my room. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I started learning like just like one string at a time, moving up, and then and now I'm just starting to learn how to do like chords. I'm like the worst at strumming though. I have no rhythm. Oh really? Yeah, like it's <laughs> embarrassing. I'm not gonna talk about that anymore. Um, so, a segue. What is your proudest accomplishment as a musician? Ooh, wow, that's a, that's a mm. tough one. You can have more than one. To be fair, like uh, I don't ever sit there and be, oh, check me out, I'm this great musician, or I never think that anything that I've done has been necessarily substantial. But just in my own development, uh, uh, last summer with the Jarrett Lobley Project, uh, as corny as it is, we got to open up for Loverboy. Mm-hmm. And there was a part of me that was like, you know, that's that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I remember growing up and hearing Turn Me Loose on the radio and stuff. and like, God, I'm not a Loverboy fan at any stretch of the means. But getting to open up for like an established band, especially at a festival like Summer Winds at yeah. uh, Victoria Beach, that's awesome. Like, yeah, I, I, thought that I was could a, write that on my resume. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the second one would be uh, we did a Western Canadian tour, uh, the Speed Demon guys and me, 
and we ended up in Vancouver as one of the last dates of the tour. Mm-hmm. And we played uh, Funkies, and it's just this cool, like the coolest rock metal bar I've ever been to. Staff is great. It was a packed house, and you know when you've been on the road for you know, about a week and you did a 15 and a half hour drive to Vancouver for Red Deer and one night you roll in about eight and you're like, oh God, like, what are we doing here? Like, I'm beat, I'm exhausted. Do I even want to play this show? Mm-hmm. And by the end of it, like people just had so much fun that we got to play an extra song at the end, you know, to get oh, called wow. back in different provinces. An encore? Yeah, you know, like I know it's such a little thing in a bar kind of thing, but yeah. damn, it feels good, you know? No, like, yeah. That's like the, the coolest thing you could do. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's great. Um, so do you have any advice for beginners who maybe also live in a small town who are listening to this, surprisingly, um, or they're living in Winnipeg and they, they do play or they have their own songs that they want to, that they've been writing. Do you have any advice for them to get started to be in a band or something? My favorite quote when it comes to music uh, said by Josh Hom of Queens of the Stone Age is, uh, if you expect anything from music, you expect too much. Mm-hmm. So if you've got that, oh yeah, in mind, Adam Haney just said that the other week. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, it's, that's it's crazy. A great quote because mm-hmm. it's, it's it's entirely true. Like if you go in there expecting to be great, expecting to make money, expecting people to like you, then you're doing it for all the wrong reasons. Yeah, you know. So if the only thing you want to do is play music, if you think playing music is what you want to do, then there's nothing stopping you. Just do it. Yeah. Because even if people don't like it, even if you know by other people's standards you're not a musician or you're not talented. Forget them. It doesn't matter. You're doing it for you. Mm-hmm. You're not doing it for anybody else's expectations. Yeah. You should never have to. Mm. Cool. So um, is there anything they should, if someone is coming into moving to a big city, is there anything that they should prepare or plan before they make that big step? Uh, if you don't have a car, I highly recommend learning uh, the bus system or moving in a time yeah. when it's not minus 40. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my first two months here, I think I moved... December 27th was my first day. I'm oh going no. job hunting on January 3rd and minus 40, and you have no idea, essentially, the layout of Winnipeg, yeah. and you're jumping on random buses thinking you know where you're going. Yeah. Or missing said random buses and yeah. standing outside for 40 minutes. Oh, uh, no. That's <laughs> awful. I guess on a musical aspect, though, don't be afraid to, to play a show, even if you think that your music or your band isn't suited for said venue or said lineup just, just go out and do it because you never know who's going to be there or mm-hmm. who's going to see it yeah or who's going to end up telling you know a hundred people about you you know mm-hmm. okay i'm hoping that happens yeah. one of these days for me mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so how how do you find shows for uh, these bands or like i'm if, if you're not finding them how are they found uh well the 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 beauty of winnipeg is especially in the metal scene here winnipeg's metal scene are just the nicest group of guys like it's hilarious uh you hear people talk about people who play metal music and you know we're all a bunch of drunk angry scary looking people but i that's so not the case Mm -hmm. everybody is so willing to help each other out and everybody's trying to get each other's bands involved um i i just know like from the first day we started after that first show we had just all kinds of winnipeg bands going oh yeah you can definitely jump on a bill with us or no problem we'll find We'll find shows for you guys. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit harder now that the the zoo, the zoo has shut, shut down. Yeah. Uh, that was primarily like the metal bar here in the city. Mm-hmm. And I know everybody's feeling it, you know, from like the more established bands to, to yeah. the beginners. Because that was a venue that any band could book. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping, you know, maybe anybody who owns venues or 
has any ties to venues will open their arms to these starving, uh, show-hungry metal bands that mm-hmm, really no like kidding. to play. Well, isn't there, like, doesn't the Pyramid do some the metal? The Pyramid does. The Pyramid's kind of a hard venue to book. Okay. Um, I think if you're just starting out especially. Okay. Um, it'd be nice to see, like, the Handsome Daughter or uh, even the Goodwill kind of open their arms. I know they did a, a black metal night maybe a month ago. Oh, uh, really? Our friends in Noir were mm-hmm. playing that, and they're an incredible band that people should definitely be aware of and mm-hmm. check out. Yeah, no kidding. But okay. it'd be nice if those venues could just maybe consider it or maybe they are considering it i don't know i'm just throwing it out there mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah no, no, i i agree we should i was i um i was talking to someone who was from the old music scene from winnipeg he said like there used to be so many more venues that just support any kind of music well but, exactly and recently not recently but like in the me- years he's seen there's not as much opportunity and there's not much interest because you can find so much online well and that's that's the big one isn't yeah it? <laughs> mm-hmm just yeah, like there's there's not as many radio stations, sadly, mm. you know. And I think, my opinion, I could like it's just my opinion, but I think metal has a bad rap because like, I grew up thinking metal was mean and and heavy and hard and like people who like were not good in society listen to metal. <laughs> and I'm, I'm sorry, I'm I'm going to no, be no, honest. I, but those those are yeah, yeah, those are honest assumptions. And right? they have that kind of appearance. Some of them, not not everyone, but. Very recently, um, I've been very open to all genres of music. Like I went to my first punk concert. Can I ask what uh, what band? Uh, you saw? It was a Comeback Kid. Come, oh, they're, yeah, they're the super way. talented yeah. local mm-hmm. band too. Yeah, uh, that's actually one of the reasons why I went uh, because I'm always trying to promote or well, uh, support. As far as bigger Winnipeg bands go, like they're they're up there, right? Yeah, I, no, yeah, definitely. I would also recommend uh, Propagandi too. Mm, we almost went to their show that happened the other week. Oh, really? We didn't. We just didn't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it it's always a good time. Mm-hmm. But when I, I was listening to metal music with some friends that came over, and like, I was listening to the lyrics, and like it sounds like the context is pretty much ex- like exactly the same as any other genre it's just, i feel like the instrumentation is just a little bit heavier like that that's yeah. m- what i got out of it and that's totally a, a, a fair and honest way to interpret it i've always liked that metal's kind of been a voice for just some of those emotions that you can't you can't really just put in other songs like for instance like i hate the sound of people chewing their food mm-hmm. i think uh, me and so many other people are, are with that when you hear people chewing chewing food like you almost want to like get up and smack this person. Like you yeah. know that's totally unjust. Yeah. And you would never do that in a hundred years. Yeah. But metal kind of gives you that ability to put some of those real world frustrations into lyrical form. Like sure, it's a little extreme, but I think you know pop yeah. music can be pretty extreme with you yeah. know the amount of sadness you can talk about. Mm-hmm. Or, you know how many times can you write a song about going out dancing? That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Cool. So, uh, what is your favorite um, song to perform with Speedy Man? Uh, it varies from night to night. Uh, luckily, uh, we don't have t- too extensive a set list. I think we're only at about ten or eleven songs. Uh, we do a cover of Mi- uh, no, sorry, that's the wrong song I'm thinking of. Uh, we do a cover of Sepultura's "Roots," "Bloody Roots," mm-hmm. uh, a song that I, I hate practicing. Yeah. But when we play that song live. I, I love it when people know words and people get excited and mm-hmm. you see people do outrageous things to familiar songs sometimes. Uh, playing in that mm-hmm. 90s cover band that I'm in, you know, you, you only play songs that are going to get people to do that kind of yeah. thing. So when you can do that in a genre like metal where people are serious or 
it's just kind of a, a different vibe, but you can see people actually get a little bit out of hand and mm-hmm. a little bit wacky. I, I love that. That's, love that stuff. That's awesome. That's yeah. I I can see that being kind of addicting. Absolutely, the, like, you know, excitement. Like, you, you, I think so many people get caught up on the fact that they're on stage, so they're what matters, I guess. And that's mm-hmm. that's so not true. Like you're on stage to provide entertainment for the people there, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're playing to yourself, you're really going to be the only one who's enjoying it. But if you're playing to the people there and you're going for that reaction, you're going to get people moving and having a good time. That's what people remember. That's what people want to go out and do. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, yeah, they played that song. I don't know who played it, but they played that song that I love. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully they remember who, but <laughs> I know I'm at that. It's I'm, a start, though. Yeah, exactly. So you're here to promote a upcoming festival. Uh, not necessarily. Or battle bands a, yeah, it's for more a of a battle of the bands thing. Uh, I just I haven't seen as much promotion for it as I think I would like, or maybe any of the other musicians involved maybe okay. would like. Okay. And I'm sh- maybe in the next couple weeks that may increase, but I thought it never hurts to get out there. It started, yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, hopefully I'm pronouncing this right. I think it's the Vakken Metal Battle. It's a festival in Germany, uh, but essentially what they do is they take United States and Canadian bands from different cities, and you compete. You do a preliminary round. If you beat that, you do a secondary round and then a third round in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Uh, a Winnipeg band last year, Endless Chaos, made it to Toronto. Uh, mm. I, I don't know where they. I don't know if they have like a number ranked placement, but they did make it to the finals, and they're definitely an incredible band to check out. Uh, so obviously, I'd like to see another Winnipeg band yeah. do that again this mm-hmm. year. And it'd be great if you were in it. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd prefer if it was yeah. us. But, uh, <laughs> so uh, the first round will be on February 27th. Uh, friends of ours in Cell are doing that. They're mm-hmm. a newer black metal band, super talented. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a couple other bands that we've played with as well. We're doing round two, though, which I believe is March 5th. That's a Saturday. Okay. Uh, we're on the bill with... So it- the 27th is the f- is is the first. Yeah, they call them round one and round two, but they're essentially the same round. Just like spread out on different days? Yeah. So okay. they take eight bands. They have four bands the first night, four bands the second. You imagine then, sitting through eight bands, though? Like, I, I understand that. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Like, you kind of have to break that mm-hmm. up. Plus, that'd be an insane night of bands playing like 10-minute sets or something. Yeah, exactly. So we divide it between two, and then uh, they'll pick two bands from each night, mm-hmm. and they'll do the last round of Winnipeg, which is March 18th. Mm-hmm. Okay, and and where where are these happening? This is all taking place at the Windsor Hotel on Gary Street. Okay, which and is a great little venue, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. I like the the small bar vibe of it, you know. Mm-hmm. That's perfect for the, what you're going for. Um, and does it cost anything to get uh, in? It's a ten dollar cover. Okay, uh, for for both nights and or each night is ten. Each night will be ten okay. bucks. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think that's a a bar standard at no, this point. Th- yeah. yeah, that makes sense. I know. Like I remember when when I first started going to the the bar, it was like five dollars. And then now it's like, I go and I'm like, $10, are you kidding yeah, me? Yeah, you know, when we used to play shows, like, I remember, like, charging eight bucks at the door once, and, like, and I'm from a small town, right, you know, so rural Manitoba, eight bucks for a band, are you kidding? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like, it's that's so sad, like, yeah, it's like you're about when you to think spend, about like, it. $40 on drinks, you yeah. know, at least this is going to somebody, you know, exactly. somebody benefiting or putting on more stuff like this. Mm-hmm. So, like, I can pay for my, like, my cab here, yeah. pretty much. <laughs> well, when you work part-time, like, you kind of, you, you need those door cuts, you mm-hmm. absolutely do. Yeah. And yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I, I, I was I saw like a thing on on Facebook. Uh, people apparently people don't use Facebook anymore. I am um, oh, I not teach cool anymore. Yeah, no, <laughs> I was I teach uh, younger students. Um, like I'm I'm teach aquatic stuff. Oh, cool. And um, I made a comment about how I was on Facebook, and they're like, Facebook. And I was like, <laughs> Do you not? And like, No, I don't even have a Facebook account. And I was like, 
what? Like you're like 13. Yeah. You have to have Facebook. Yeah, what, what do you do? And like, oh, now it's apparently Snapchat and Instagram. Oh, no, picture-based. I know. Yeah, that's, that's it. And I'm like, ah, uh, I don't know if I want a Snapchat. The language is officially dead. It's dead, yep. <laughs> and, and that's sad for music because they didn't want to hear it, apparently. But I uh, don't remember what I was talking about for that. What were we talking about? That's a good question. You got me on my crotchety old man. Bit yeah, <laughs> my attention span. It's because of Snapchat. I don't have an attention span anymore. I think we're talking about bar covers. And That's how right. It's standard. Um, and you had seen on Facebook, even though That's children right. don't thank use you. Facebook. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Oh no my god, problem. that's so bad. Um, I saw a picture saying people have no problem spending four dollars on a Starbucks coffee every day, but don't want to pay ninety nine cents for a song. That yeah. is permanent. Like the coffee is only well, going to last you five, ten minutes. Not only is it permanent, you know, you think about yeah. like the, the hours of work it took. The to production, that one song, the writing it, practicing. The personal anguish yeah. that artist might have gone through. Exactly. To produce that emotion that mm-hmm. you feel that could potentially change your life. Yeah. It's yeah. so, like, I was sat there and I'm like, that is so dark. Like, as a well, musician myself, I'm in that mindset too. I'm like, oh, I have to pay 99 cents. Hear the same people. Oh, there's never any good music on anymore. Yeah, yeah. Well, well like because it's, it's it. too expensive to to make good music, or it's there's yeah. no, no time. Like I, if I could spend three hours a day um, writing and practicing and performing and recording it, or I could or I could take that time to get to work and make some money so I can afford where I'm living, and that's that's really sad. And I. I think part that makes me sad too is that you know it's not that people don't have a love for music or no, have yeah. a love for for the arts because it's so abundant like you see those viral videos of homeless guy plays piano wows thousands and yeah it's because he's playing genuine music he's playing yeah. art and it's it's baffling to see this in people's minds i guess but what they don't realize is that by not supporting artists like essentially that's going to be the only re- real music you'll ever hear yeah are the homeless starving artists yeah, who are they're, they're actually together. They're actually homeless now because you weren't supporting them. Yeah, exactly. People look at things so short-term. Like, they don't think about the long-term consequence of, you know, if you don't support the arts. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's why I'm here trying to talk about the Wacken battle and yeah. how, uh, you know, the, the decline in metal venues and just outlets for metal musicians mm-hmm. in, in general. You know, like, sure, it seems uh, extreme, what I'm saying yeah. before, but, you know, it, th- there's credibility to that's what it could lead to. Or, you mm. know, instead of having homeless people, we just don't have artists anymore. You yeah. Know? And that's that's, that's a sad scary. reality. That's yeah. really scary. I, d- I, d- I really doubt and I really hope it never happens. Um, but, yeah, I I think there, I think there's just a lack of, um, I guess it's just my opinion, of, like, I think presence from metal and, like, and even maybe even punk. I don't know if you don't like being grouped together or not. Oh, they're pretty, um, I think in in spirit they're mm-hmm. they're in the same ballpark for sure. Like they they have such a, a small community or a small tight community. But like the only time I, I ever really hear about the music is the posters on like the light posts I see in like Osborne Village. Osborne Village. Yeah, yeah exactly. Osborne Village. And now that the zoo's not a thing, um, I don't know where I'm going to find the posters, but. I wish there was just there's more opportunity to spread the word out because like like we've been talking before we recorded that Winnipeg, although is a great, absolutely great location for musicians, is a lot of it is folk. 
yeah, it's a lot of his jazz. If uh, if you're um, not the next Dan Mangan, you don't yeah. really have a lot of opportunities. Some pop, yeah. I didn't, to be honest, I didn't know jazz was such a big thing here until I started yeah, until doing recently. school. Yeah, yeah, and then recently, like I, I came to school, and I'm like, wait, jazz is a thing? I didn't know that that people like who over who weren't over fifty still listen to it. <laughs> like I'm gonna make some people angry that I said that, but. That's just how I thought. Like but, but are, I, I lived not, under a rock. But like these are, I, I don't think that those are insane assumptions mm-hmm. either. You know, like um, maybe that's the one benefit of the internet is that it's exposing people to you know Miles Davis and yeah. Coltrane. Because mm-hmm. you know, I, I can honestly say, uh, you know, I, I didn't listen to an extensive amount of Miles Davis before. I could you know sample albums and stuff online at you know at first. Yeah. And you know I'm I'm proud to say now that I own quite a bit of Miles Davis, but it's. Uh, I never thought in a thousand years I'd listen to jazz. And I think uh, people who are pursuing music, at least now with the internet, have an outlet to find a lot of great artists that maybe wouldn't be their genre choice. I guess we've come full circle to that pigeonholing Mm -hmm. idea, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. We're going to get back to it eventually. (laughs) Um, uh, Yeah, but I I love listening to jazz too now because of just being um, friends with people who earned the jazz program or walking out around in winnipeg you're gonna stumble upon something jazz related or inspired yeah, a, a bass player from the school here turned me on to sun Ra mm. and pretty much changed my life forever because it was just the most interesting music i've heard in the longest time mm-hmm. i would never have found sun Ra on my own you know yeah no yeah that's awesome and think about it jazz influences i don't know we're talking about jazz it's not related to what we're talking about but uh, it's music. It, it inspires like inspired so many genres we have today or is inspired Oh, hands down, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like pop music has so much, like of the well, well in the '40s and '30s, like that's all pop mm-hmm. music was. You know, yep. two five ones to the cows come home. Yeah, all this modal stuff, and yeah, I totally, I totally agree with you with whatever we're talking about. Uh, <laughs> too many tangents. Um, so back to you though. What is the best advice you've heard since you started working in the Winnipeg music business? Best advice I've heard, uh, non-alcohol related. Um, oh, <laughs> when you when you play a lot of bars, yeah, you you, you learn some things about yourself and <laughs> the abilities of alcohol. But that's not what I'm, I wanted to talk about. Um, advice: Don't be a, a stage hog. And when it's your, when you're done, when you're when your set's over, like get your stuff off the stage. You know, especially when you're doing shows with. Uh, multiple bills and this goes for you know people metal pop rock you name it if if you're sharing a bill be courteous you know you only have so much time uh so when you're done your set get some extra hands team up on the drum kit pull that stuff off yeah because the quicker you are you're off you can pack that stuff off stage mm-hmm. but you want to give everybody else a chance to showcase what they've got and you don't want to leave it to the last minute i've seen so many bands you know who are supposed to headline a set or a, a night but it's one o'clock, one thirty by the time they hit the stage. So everyone's, you know, catching the last bus, making their cab arrangements, or outside smoking. Yeah. You know, so be courteous. Don't ever think that your time is more important than anybody else's you're yeah. playing with. Mm-hmm. That's that's true. I that's a good good thing to live by, especially for newer musicians who might be listening. And it, it's a character builder too, right? You know, you play shows with people, and they see that. Like yeah. People always remember. As corny as it sounds, people remember people who are courteous and respectful of yeah. other people's time mm-hmm. and efforts. Like, like, oh, that band, like they're okay, but they take forever to. Like, or you're like, oh man, those guys are just you know they're they're impossible to work with, or they're yeah. too busy getting drunk instead yeah. of setting up their stuff. You mm-hmm. know exactly. Mm-hmm. That's a good. Although I'm sure we, everybody's been guilty of that once or twice. Mm-hmm. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. Can't speak for everyone, but maybe. Uh, 
the reverend saints of speed demon here yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so where can where can people who are listening find uh find you guys online uh we're actually on itunes surprisingly uh we're why is that a surprise I don't know. I just I, I I always feel weird telling people I'm on iTunes. Like it just is such a physical. So like it's so valid. We're a real band. Yeah, We're on it, iTunes. It, it almost seems a little too real in that sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I would definitely recommend picking up a copy of it at a live show. Uh, our drummer Kyle and our guitarist girlfriend uh, collaborated on the cover art, and I actually really like it. I think okay. uh, I think I'll it came out that. looking really yeah. cool. Um, okay. We're also on. Re- Reverb Nation. I think you can buy it off Reverb Nation. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. I probably should have looked into that before I, oh, I came here. I, I, I'm pretty sure Reverb Nation you can just download for free. They don't. Can you charge? I don't know. I think you can charge. Uh, I know on iTunes it costs like three something or four bucks or something like that. Okay, nice. If you buy it with us, it's four or five bucks. Mm-hmm. We're pretty reasonable guys. We'd yeah. rather you just have the music than us yeah. making just any throw money it off it. Take it. We also have shirts and stuff too. I I would recommend coming to a show though. Yeah. Says. As good as the recording is, it, it doesn't even hold a candle to what we do on stage. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what about um, social media? Social media, uh, we are on Facebook and Reverb Nation. I think that's about mm-hmm. as far as it oh, goes. That, that really Although I guess we should be jumping on the Snapchat. Instagram yeah. and Snapchat. Yeah. The, <laughs> the cool kids are not yeah, on Yeah, you're Facebook. missing out on the young audience. Like, that's right. Those are the ones that matter, apparently. Uh, we might have a few videos on YouTube, too. Uh, you might. You're not sure? friend of ours matt copper put some up i'm sure they're still there i just yeah. i haven't checked them out in a while yeah okay i just search speed demon yeah um actually for for facebook reasons um surprisingly speed demon's been used by other people i think there was a band in the uk and one in mexico that i don't think are active anymore <laughs> but uh, we never... go by speed demon thrash on facebook okay so forward slash speed demon thrash, thrash. yeah cool all right nice and then i'm sure there's linking to the videos on your facebook Oh, uh, yeah, they should at least they be should be there. So, yeah. yeah, just that's like the one place you need to worry about them. Perfect. Um, so uh, we're starting to uh, wind up. So um, we're going to be closing with a song called Unleashed. Uh, is that also from the EP? Also from the EP. It's okay. uh, actually just called Unleash. Oh, sorry. But, no, that's all good. Oh, my goodness. So I, I kind of slur my words towards the end, so mm-hmm. it's okay. Uh, Unleash. <laughs> kind it's of present. Odd. It's not past tense. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh yeah, it's just an absolute face ripper of a song. Uh, what does it mean, face ripper? Just really aggressive, you know. Okay. Like, uh, if like you're angry, sta- gra- if you're aggressive. Standing too close, it might tear your face off. Oh, or like literally, you know? like. Oh, okay. Uh, my guitar player Joel from my other band described it as a jet engine taking off. It's just. Oh. It's just really, you know, loud. From the loud very beginning, or yeah, uh, pretty. It's got an interesting little intro that doesn't sound like the rest of the song, but mm-hmm. it, it features some more of that harmony guitar stuff that Dustin and Zaya do just really well. Awesome. And I think I'm fairly loud in the mix in this track, too, so maybe you'll get to hear a little bit of that bass dissonance people I was talking listen- about. Yeah, people will be listening like, oh, there's Ian. That's exactly. He's part of this band. I believe <laughs> him now. Yeah. Um, cool. So but what's the song about? Uh, again, open to interpretation. Uh, I think the... That's a that's maybe a little too good a question for me. I I'm not a a, a lyrical guy in the sense. Yeah. Uh, I would go from the energy of the song. Uh, it's just another you know let loose, just leave your hang ups at the door and mm-hmm. come to party. You know, don't be afraid to to have some fun. Cool, awesome, that's great. So, is there anything that you wanted to say before we finish? Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, the Wacken Battle Round Two, March fifth. 
please come check it out. Uh, they'll be asking bands at the door. I guarantee every band that's playing is great. But if you're not sure who you're coming to see, don't be afraid to say you're here for us, uh, Speed Demon. And uh, I guarantee you it's going to be a, a heck of a fun night. Mm-hmm. Just through and through. Yeah, definitely a, a nice party. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for coming yeah, down. Thank and you, Ashley. Yeah, this has been great. I, I love learning about the metal scene. I'm um, glad I could shed some light. Yeah. There's some people in the metal scene. I hope that, really yeah, I, that I represented them. But yeah. At least they're being represented. Exactly. I don't listen to, I don't interview very many loud i would i guess loud is a yeah word. i noticed on the roster mm. of interviewers i was yeah. kind of the first hard rock slash yeah. metal guy so i was kind of happy to break some ground yeah here. definitely and if you if any of your friends if you always want to ever come back when you have like a oh, i'll be passing length. it along to people definitely this is a really great experience mm, thank you so much uh yeah and i hope anyone anyone who's listening who maybe never listens to metal or doesn't look to very often to at least give it a try Absolutely. find you guys on facebook and reverb nation um reverb Reverb? Whatever. Reverb, yeah. Yeah, it's spelled the same. Um, So, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. This has been the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. This is Ashley Bienyash. If you missed the first half of this interview, don't worry. You can find it on umfm.com or go to www.winnipegmusicproject.com on this Friday coming up at 8 p.m. 8 p.m. a.m. It's in the morning. 8 a.m. sharp. I'll have a downloadable link for this interview uh, as well as links to all of uh, Speed uh, Demon and also yeah you'll find all of those links online as well as a set list of what the songs are so if you uh, missed the first song you can go back and find it Um, yeah so now everyone you'll be listening to Unleash Unleash